literally on the 21st so by the time this comes out I'll only have like a little over a week left so yeah I don't know it's weird but I am happy to record this has been like one of the best experiences of my life like hands down I've met so many cool people and reconnected with people and it's just been it's been really fun and I'm really thankful and if you're here from episode one or from you know episode 20 two because oh my gosh this will be 23 oh wow um thanks for listening and thanks for sticking around you know i'm happy to have you here i'm kate and i'm happy to be here and you're listening to the podcast happy to be here how are you guys doing feeling okay feeling not so okay if you're not feeling okay you know just take a day just relax do some affirmations do some self-care you know make it your day but i actually wanted to talk about of my favorite parts of the show and I wanted to have my producer on and my bestie Davida to come on and talk to us. Hi friends. Okay. Kate, hi. First of all, guys, welcome to Happy to Be Here. I'm so glad to be here for this segment. But real quick, I was over there reading. I got this astrology book and I'm just... Davida's going to read us something about Capricorns. I'm pressed. Capricorn's rules of business and therefore of life are as follows. First, you get to know your opponent. Next, you have them respect you, and then you kill them. Oh my god. Literally. That's what they do. That's what they... Okay, I'm done. <laughs> See, I, I don't really know many Capricorns besides, like, your lovely... Exes? Exes. The, the Libra part in your book was really good for me. Yeah. It no, said yeah. I was a leader. It literally... This book teaches you how to manipulate all the signs. Oh my I, god. Uh, catch I'm me in a couple... I'm gonna borrow it when you're done. Yeah, catch me in a couple weeks, just fucking analyzing the fuck out of all of you. Ah, okay. Because what what it says about Virgos here is just, like, um, Virgos will want to, you'll, a Virgo will want to analyze you, and then once you reject them, they're going to wonder, they're going to analyze why you don't want to be analyzed. I hate you guys. My dad's a Virgo, (laughs) and so is my brother, and it is my least favorite thing. It's so funny. <laughs> you guys are all the same, though. Do you know that? You're all the same. Even we you. Are. Recently in our conversations. Yeah. You've been such a little Virgo. I have. And it irritates me because I just oh, want shit. you to support me. <laughs> Put fun in Virgo's schedule. There's nothing more fun than scheduling, okay? What's your rising sign again? I can't remember. Aquarius. Oh, that's right. Okay. Which is interesting. That's why I think it's we vibe very well. I think so, too. Yeah, this book is definitely going to teach me more about, like, rising signs, I think, because I always knew sun. Yeah. I was never really into, like... Rising signs. Or, yeah, knew what rising sign even meant. Scorpio sign... Scorpio risings, I can always clock immediately. Really? They're, they're like, just stone-cold, like, bitch face, you Amazing. know? Okay. But, yeah. Well, I wanted to have you on because <laughs> I Because wa- Davida's been here for literally, I think, almost every single episode besides the one 
where well you came in at the end when I had a record here oh yeah sad. no yeah I've been on every I've been here for every single one pretty yeah. much yeah so you're the perfect person to have on oh yeah thank you and to Yay. share <laughs> the best moments or your favorite moments of the pod oh for sure dude well first of all hi guys if you don't know who I am I'm the <laughs> host of the quarter life happy hour which is the podcast talking about the struggles in your mid-20s yes it's great and you should go listen thank you and so when Kate started coming on my podcast, it was just so, like, nice to have a friend who was so into podcasting. Like, my friends are supportive, and everybody who's been on my show is great. Don't get me wrong. But Kate, I know when she's passionate about something, so it was just like, this was, this was different. Like, I know she, like, needed this creative outlet, because what we've talked about before is, as English majors and who just, we just got out of college, we needed a creative outlet. Yeah, do we do. Some, yeah. So this was just perfect, and it worked out, because... Honestly, she's created quite the brand. Thank she's you. very personable. People want to be on her show as well. She talks about a lot more. And I'd say, like, she really touches on those issues that a lot of people are afraid to talk about. Oh, thanks. Which is really important. And, yeah. So I got the pleasure to meet everyone that she did. Yeah. Which was really cool. <laughs> so there's nothing more than – there's nothing more exciting than just marketing yourself and being able to meet a bunch of different people that you never thought you would ever meet. Literally. Like, I met yeah. Kara Lee, who's Super a cool. drag queen. Please follow mm-hmm. her. She's amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, Lucas, mm-hmm. who was just on the show, like, last episode. Mm-hmm. And then Jamie, obviously, she's a cosplayer. She's great. Yeah. And then Sky. Yeah. Super amazing. Like, Kate will tell me, like, yeah, I'm having this person from TikTok on. And I'm like... <laughs> She was like, I've never met this guy before, but he's coming to your apartment. I'm like, all right. <laughs> Wouldn't be the first time a random stranger came into my apartment for the first time, so yeah, uh, it's fine. You've been very <laughs> gracious letting me use your space and your equipment to record, and oh, I appreciate course. it. Yeah, I mean, I spent all this time and money, like, building this brand, so I might as well share it with the, with the, share it with the townspeople. Oh, the, the townspeople. <laughs> the townspeople, everybody. Yeah, but well, I remember having Asad on here the first time. He, he was, was my so first fucking guest. nervous. He was, was so, so nervous. He was so cute, so wholesome, but I was like, dude, speak up. <laughs> yeah, Asad was like, well, Asad was sitting back, and I kept being like, you have to talk into the mic. Yeah. Well, then some people will just play with shit while we're recording. Yeah, and you hear it in the recording. And you're like, yeah. wow. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Well, I had on, obviously, everyone knows, I had on Emily. Mm-hmm. And when I was editing it, um, she was playing with the, what, what is this thing called that you have? The marker? The marker. Yeah. Just she like was playing with a marker? Yeah, she was playing with a movie marker, and she, like, slammed it in the middle of her talking. And when I was editing, it scared the shit out of me. That is a loud sound, too. Oh, my yeah. God. So then, like, she's literally mid-sentence, so I had to, like, edit it out really strategically. And I texted her, I was like, when we were recording. What are you doing? Yeah, just don't touch things. <laughs> when I would have people on, I had a lot of people who were mouth breathers, so oh. I would be like, and then, oh, like that—that that is not sexy. I'm so sorry if you had to listen to that. No, um, but, ew. Yeah. So it's just like, oh, I gotta like edit out every breath, so it just sounds like this person's just talking a mile a minute, not catching their breath. Yeah. No, so. I, I I edit out a lot of pauses. Mm-hmm. Um, just because it it just sounds better. I edit out a lot of filler words, like or if someone stutters a little bit here and there, like. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. I always say like. And then I say, mm-hmm. you know. Oh. And then always. I say. I say literally to the point where nothing's literal anymore in my yeah. life. <laughs> well, it's funny too. When I have on a newer guest mm-hmm. or someone I don't know, I use the filler words more 
And I usually yeah. don't have to edit out much of what the other person's saying. That's usually myself. And mm-hmm. I'm like, shit. <laughs> usually when it's somebody you have don't have a pre-existing friendship or relationship with, there's more to edit just because you're kind of either nervous or you don't really know the flow of your guys' conversation. Yes. Like, with, uh, with our episode on my show last week, I took maybe, like, 20 seconds out. Oh, yeah. Of, overall. It was... Go listen to it if you haven't. Oh, please, it's so, so funny. <laughs> for, for what? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, yeah, I think looking back at when you started your show in March, mm-hmm. do you remember how I edited, like, your first two episodes? Yeah. Because you were like, I don't know how. I'm like, shameless plug, anchor, bitch. Oh, like, anchor. anchor. Anchor.fm. Yeah, anchor is so easy to use, and I was like, girl, just look at it, try it out, and yeah. then you'll be able to, like, edit on your own time and, like, put what you want because I as an editor like you just if you're given like little instruction and kind of thing you kind of put you leave out like you leave in everything but of course on Kate's end if there's something that she wants taken out then she can do it like, yeah myself she has the freedom to um, um and also too you sometimes forget everything you've said mm-hmm. so like I'll be listening and I'm like oop I don't want that yeah, in there yes <laughs> oh my god all the time I'm like that's a little risque I might get in trouble for that but yeah. then I'm like trouble sounds fun um what's been your favorite episode that I've had that's one with you. Okay, yeah, I was about to say, I think I'm fucking funny, so... Well, that, that one we did, the Hot Girl Summer one, that one did, like, really well. I was in a dark place. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was, well, I was, I was still too, kind of. Dude. I you was, were more so, though. Holy shit. I think about that time. I don't even know who that was. You guys should listen to that. Well, she was lost. She was sad. She, um, she was going through it. Yeah, she was going through it. Well, if you go listen to, like, Davida's pod, there's an episode I did with Davida literally, like, two weeks after my breakup, and I am not well. <laughs> not well. I took, uh, because John, Davida's mm-hmm. videographer, took a video of us, too, and I literally took screenshots of myself during that YouTube video of my hand just in my face, and, like, I just look so sad. The shame. Yeah, <laughs> despair, despair. But like now, it's like that shit doesn't even like affect me anymore. I know it's a nice little glow up. Okay, I would probably say you know the episode you had with me and Lucas, who is my ex boyfriend. Oh, so friend, good, super good. Because Lucas is just a fucking riot, and he's obsessed with you. So I love just, Lucas. It was just so fun being like, oh, like the gay vibes are so immaculate. Oh. I love it. Like literally going out to boys, uh, boys town with you guys was like one of the best nights of my life. Seriously. Oh. Oh my god. <laughs> that day was quite a day. The chaos that emerged from that night. Oh, so many things happened after It was fact. so funny. I was like, wow. Yeah. Like, I looked at Lucas and I was like, do you see what we did? And he's like, he was just like, I'm just sad IHOP was closed. And I'm like, okay, oh, I feel that. Oh, that sucked, yeah. Yeah, I was like, yep, you got a point there. We're gonna go to the drag IHOP after and it was closed. It was Freaking gay hop, man. Like, come on. I just want to go back to gay hop. I miss it. I've I never miss even it so been. much. Oh, you gotta. I definitely recommend. Well, actually, hmm. me and Asad are thinking of maybe going to Boys Town my last night here if you want to come. I, a, be, I could be down. It's the 20th on Friday. If anyone wants to come. <laughs> I could be down. I could do that. I could probably make that happen. I have to, like... Not, like, ask my parents, but I have to, like, let them know. Be like, hey, besties, so the day we move in, I'm going to be so hungover. Like, it's not even fair. It's not even fair. And I'm going to be probably so sad because I'm leaving all you guys. Oh, God. So that means you're going to get drunk quicker and I'm going to find you crying in the bathroom. Probably. I'm a drag queen. I don't really cry when I'm drunk, so, like, that'll be interesting. I do. 
<laughs> I'm like, oh, I know. I'm like, I do. I'm aware. It's so fun. Anyway, it's so fun. But no, I'd say Amber because the ones with oh. Jasmine were good. Oh, they were good. Okay, you know what I was thinking about? Mm. Tia. The one with Tia was really the good. one with Tia. Just because I love the chaos that came with that. Literally, beautiful. so much drama happened with it. Yeah, so crazy. Yeah, all of you boys out there know that like it's easier for girls to link up. Just remember that. Oh, it is. Um, well, it's funny, too, because, like, I never thought I'd meet Tia. So, if you guys don't know, um, Tia and I, um, actually share an ex-boyfriend together. Mm -hmm. And, like, I knew about her, and she found me on TikTok, and then we just kind of followed each other. And, uh, I just kind of asked her out of the blue. I was like, hey, you want to be on my (laughs) show? Hey, Yeah. Yeah, and then it was, it it went really well. But I I was very nervous to meet her. And we did have a good little convo after. Yeah, you gotta have a good little laugh. Mm. That's like... That's like with me and Tanya. Like, we were just like, hey, do you know what's fun? Being Eskimo sisters. <laughs> and then you, like, laugh and then die a little bit inside. Right? Well, Davida's but... even one up the me. Davida shares, like, an ex-boyfriend slash ex... Well, no, not current current husband with someone. Yes, I am friends with my ex-boyfriend's wife. That is a whole other thing. A whole other topic. That we can get to on my show on a rainy day if you ever want to hear the tea. Yeah, okay, speaking of, it is raining yeah, so Yeah, I just far. saw that. I was like, wow. I'm like, shit, I have to go in my car after this. Could you imagine me, oh, like, what if I got caught in this flying home? I'm like, already like, shit. Um, yeah. But yeah, no... The Tia's episode was good. Jasmine's I enjoyed. Jasmine's a good uh, conversationalist. Oh, yeah, Jasmine's so, great. So, um, Asad's third episode I really liked. Oh, good, Because yeah. half of that one I didn't listen to, so I listened to that one, mm-hmm. and I was like, okay, job well done. Right? The growth in that man, good well, for him. it's funny, too, because, like, literally we were recording, and Asad just, like, was just doing la-di-da, like, having fun, mm-hmm. and not really focusing in, and then, like, halfway through, he was like, can we just, like, start over? I was like, what do you mean start over? He's like, the whole thing. I was like, no. I was like, we're doing it. We're, we're recording right now. I'm not starting over 30 minutes in. I don't think I've ever in. had to do that. I'm like, no. <laughs> no, I literally was like, just get off your phone. Yeah. Let's recenter. It'll be fine. <laughs> like, Leah, let's refocus here, kids. It's okay. Yeah, well, you know, thank you so much for helping me and bringing me doing to this whole thing. world. Yeah, yeah doing dude. the damn thing. Yeah, I'm super proud of you. You're taking this. So, like, I love podcasting, as you guys know. Like, it is an absolute passion project of mine to have started the show. It's a great uh, conversation starter with a bunch of people that I have never met before. Um, and I'm just really happy I have somebody to share this passion with, and I'm happy it's Kate. So, oh, I love you. I love you, too. And you are doing such a good job at this, and I'm so excited for where you take it. Thanks, Davida. Yeah, you're going to take it places. I know it. Oh, thank you! Oh, Jesus, here we go. <laughs> Time for the screeching. Well, thanks, Davida, for coming on. Any last astrology knowledge to share with us? Um, don't date an Aries. No, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't date a Gemini. Don't date an Aries. Just don't date. They all Don't suck. date anyone. Oh, actually, my therapist was like, you need to open your heart up to other people. I was going to get into that a little bit later how in the about, show. But... How about no? How about that sounds horrible, actually? <laughs> Anyways, well, that is all the time I have. Thanks, I'm gonna Davina. Let, I'm going to let Kate um, talk to you guys a little bit, have some time with you guys. But, yeah, Kate, thanks for having me on for a little bit. Thanks for being on, Davina. Go stream her podcast, Quarter Life Happy Hour. Yeah. <laughs> so, something I like to talk about on here is my therapy journey. 
which I, so I started going to therapy, oh gosh, I think February or late January. It's a blur, like I, like I like to say. The depression picks and chooses what it wants to remember. So I think it was February, but it's been an experience for me. And now I'm going down to see my therapist every other week because of insurance. And, you know, getting help is unfortunately expensive. And we are living in a capitalist society, so I can't just really... You know, it's not for free, so it's every other week now, so I'm looking forward to it even more so than I already did. But I've been learning some things recently, and I just think everyone kind of should hear them, so I'm going to tell you guys. A little free therapy. So I'm a very, very sensitive person, if you know me personally, or maybe you can probably even pick... I, I think it's just, it's kind of always been like that, but... Recently this year, I think I've just become more sensitive and more just like aware of other people and how they perceive me and how they react to me. And I've taken a lot of that personally. So uh, me and my therapist were recently having a conversation about a situation that had happened to me. And I basically was just saying how I felt really stupid and dumb about it. And I was basically making the situation about me. And my therapist like turned to me and she goes like I understand like you're upset about it but why are you making it about yourself like you keep saying you feel stupid and you're explaining why but I'm still not understanding and then she said with all the love and kindness in my heart super sensitive people are self-absorbed and that really took me down a few notches and I was like oh you know, now that you mention it, that makes a whole lot of sense. Because basically, I think a lot of what happens in my head is someone will say something or react to something that I do or say, or just their reaction in general, and I take it personally. Uh, and I really shouldn't, because it's, you know, the reactions of other people. And I think it's important to take a step back sometimes and think about, why, why am I reacting to this situation this way? Is it because of the reaction itself or is it because of my perception that I'm putting on it, you know? I think I do make a lot of stuff about myself. And I do think I used to be kind of good about recognizing when it was about me and when it wasn't about me. And over the past year, I really like lost that distinction. I think all of us have kind of gotten in our heads during COVID in the past year and have kind of, you know, had a really hard time with our mental health as I have. For sure. So it's not always a bad thing to be self-absorbed, she said. You know, sometimes it's good to, like, put yourself first and, you know, are, are aware of your own emotions. However, when you start blaming yourself for things or when you start feeling shitty about everything, it, it's, it's never good. She told me that I'm addicted to being miserable. <laughs> and I was like, oh! Okay, Beth, um, that's fun. And I do think there is some kind of truth in that, though. I think it's, you know, Kurt Cobain once wrote, I feel a comfort in being sad. I think there is a sort of comfort level in being miserable and going back to your old patterns, you know. Being depressed in your room, in your bed specifically, is sort of a weird comfort thing that I retreat to a lot. And recently... I've, I've kind of taken myself out of that. So for me, I have high-functioning depression, which means it's harder for me to recognize when I'm going through a depressive period sometimes. 
like obviously certain times I'm very aware of it like especially if I'm like crying a lot or I'm just having a really hard time but other times it's not so obvious so my room has just been a mess for like three weeks and I've been finally taking care of myself again and like picking up after myself and after cleaning my room I like looked around and I was like when was the last time that I didn't have anything on the floor and I couldn't remember and I couldn't remember. And then I kind of started to realize, I'm like, I have not been taking very good care of myself. Like while I'm going to therapy and I'm doing all the things I'm supposed to be doing, I'm not really still taking good care of myself. There's like the saying that like, you should take care of yourself how you would like a loved one. And I know that's like a really old cliched saying, but it's true. You should take care of yourself like you would like your friend, you know, because sometimes it is hard to have that self-love and to put yourself first, especially when you're sad. Something I've been trying to do, because my therapist said I'm addicted to being sad, is if I am going through a hard time or I'm having like a very emotional day, I will take 30 minutes and I will just be sad and I'll just kind of sit in it and like acknowledge it. And then after that 30 minutes is over, I go and I do something else. Usually I'll go do an errand, I might put on an outfit, I might do my makeup, but I, I choose to do something else and to choose happiness. You know, my therapist was telling me that we can let our reactions uh, take hold of us and like, you know, ruin our days and ruin our lives, or we can, you know, stop being unhappy. And she said, it, it sounds so cliche and so stupid, but it's really easy to just like stop being unhappy you know like you are responsible for your emotions and your feelings obviously there's a chemical imbalance and you need and you need drugs that's something different but it's important to to acknowledge that you know I can take control of this and I can take my life back another thing I've been working on is externalizing my anxiety my depression so instead of saying like I'm anxious I've been saying like I have anxiety so something like that I possess or I have hold of so that it's easier for me to like disassociate from myself because I think when you start to kind of internalize it it makes it harder to like get rid of and it, it starts to feel like there's nothing you can do to change it you know I think for the past few months uh not so much recently but for the past few months I've kind of felt like I'm just kind of a victim to my depression and my anxiety like it's just kind of like there you know and I just kind of when my depressive episodes do happen, I'm kind of like, just waiting for them to come along, you know, just waiting for them. No, I'm not going to say that. <clears throat> and I think if you take the right steps and you're doing your self-care, you can kind of minimize those depressive episodes and you can kind of get ahead of them. I saw a TikTok recently about how a lot of mental health care is preventative care. So like whether that's making sure you're taking care of your hygiene, cleaning your room, reading books doing activities, being social, like those are all important things. Um, something I'm trying to do is I'm trying to read more, um, which I have been for the past month, which has been so nice. Like I am a pretty good reader, but I've been really actively reading, like reading a few books at a time, which has been nice. Um, I'm also trying not to get sucked into a Netflix hole. Uh, I watching movies and TV shows, um, but sometimes I'll just find myself kind of just like binging something just to like avoid doing my life and like doing other things or I get sucked into TikTok and I'll be on TikTok for hours for hours 
And like, it's not even good content at some points because eventually your for you page does run out or you, the people you're following do run out of content and you're just not even enjoying yourself anymore. You're just kind of continuously scrolling. So something I'll do is I'll be like, okay, after this one, I'm like putting it down and I'm going to go do something, you know, because it's easy to get sucked into those habits. So I'm just been trying to take care of myself and do my self-care because I'm going to school and I'm starting to get anxiety from that again. And it's important, you know, to be practicing those things. And I used to be good at them and now I'm not. And that's okay. You know, like I said, life happens. It's important not to feel guilty about the way you treat yourself because that's going to make you feel even worse. So just kind of accept, you know, I haven't been treating myself the best and that's okay. We can not love things. What do you even call it? I had a recent situationship fall through and like do whatever and like have fun. And she said, you know what, Kate? I, I think it's great that you're trying to protect yourself and that you're making sure you're not getting, getting into anything too fast. However, I don't want you to close yourself off to love. And I was like, oh, okay. Oh, do I have to? Like, ugh, I don't know. If an opportunity presents itself, an opportunity presents itself. But it's not like I'm looking, actively looking for anything anymore, which is nice. I think I used to be really lonely and I used to like look for dating and look for relationships. And I don't do that anymore, which is nice. However, I'm trying not to go the polar opposite and just be completely, like, completely avert relationships. So, you know, you gotta find a happy medium. And that's why I'm back on Tinder. Because <laughs> we all know we find love on Tinder. No, that's not why I'm on Tinder. But Tinder is kind of a nice way to get to know people and to... So yeah, Tinder, dating apps, I really only use Tinder. I don't really use Hinge or Bumble. I think it's Tinder's just the easiest one for me. I don't like to go too deep into people's profiles unless they really catch my eye. And I think Tinder's the easiest to like swipe and just go... So yeah, I use Tinder primarily, but you can apply. <clears throat> so you use Tinder primarily, but you know, I mean, any dating app works. It's important to put yourself out there and to see what's out there, especially if you're, you know, in the LGBTQ plus community, it's hard to find people who are like us. And I really like dating apps as a resource to do that, especially when you're in a new place. I'll be moving into a new city in two weeks, so that's exciting. And we're going to meet all the gay ladies down there, go to the gay bars, have a fun evening, have a fun time. But anyways, I kind of want to talk about the Tinder do's and don'ts because since I am actively on So yes, the don'ts of Tinder. So one of the things that is kind of a red flag to me is if you have a long bio. And I'm not talking about like like two or three sentences here, I think that's fine. Especially too, if you wanna be specific with what you're looking for, like I'm pretty generic in like what I want, but if you're looking for a specific kind of like partner, if you're in a polyamorous relationship, like obviously you wanna be specific of what you want. Um, so I'm not, so that's fine if you wanna be in depth for that reason. But some people will literally list out their whole life on there. And I just don't really like, like full out, like, if you don't smoke weed, don't swipe right. Like just all these little bullet points of things that they're looking for are just weird little, a little bit of a red flag for me. Also, if you have all Snapchat selfies um, for your whole profile, that's gonna be a bit of a red flag for me as well. 
I just, I just don't like using all selfies. I feel like you should use like a bunch of like different kinds of pictures and I do take good selfies. So I do put them up there, but if it's all Snapchat specifically, I don't know about that one. That's just not, that's just not a vibe. Also, I think asking for a Snapchat can be risky as well. Something I've learned recently. I feel like I always used to ask for a Snapchat and now I've noticed sometimes when I ask for a Snapchat for a girl, sometimes they, they like, they accept me and then we don't talk. So sometimes it can be like a, an immediate end. I think also a Snapchat implies that you do want something casual and you don't want something serious. And for me personally, I'm not looking for anything serious. Like I lay that out even in my bio, but it's weird too. Cause like, I feel like people should read the bios too. Some people just don't read your bio. Um, for instance, this girl and I were like very, very briefly talking and she swiped on me and she didn't have Snapchat. So I got her phone number and I was texting her and, um, I told her I was going to school down in Urbana and she like ghosted me, which is fine. That's fine. But like, I literally say I'm going to school in my bio, like read the bio. I put shit there for a reason, but yeah, I've kind of, I've decided I think I'm going to stop asking for Snapchats and maybe do Instagrams and then maybe do a phone number. Because phone number is a little bit more like, um, also too, like, I know some people use dating apps to look for friends. I think that's totally fine. Like, you gotta do what you gotta do. But like, please put that at the top of your bio. Like, just put that there right away. Because sometimes I'll see someone, I'm like, okay, I'm vibing. I like this. And then I'll start reading the bio and I'm like, okay, great. And then at the bottom it'll be like, but just looking for friends. Like, no, 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 no. You need to put that right up top there. Because me as a lesbian, I start to be like, oh, okay, I can see us vibing. And then I see the friends. I'm like, well, I, I have a lot of friends. I don't need any more fun stranger friends right now. I'm good. Especially on Tinder. I feel like you, you can get also too, something that kind of bothers me is some people will make their Tinder profiles like a meme page. I don't know if this is just something that like, like all people do, but I'll be scrolling through someone's profile and they'll have like two pictures of themselves. And then all these other ones will be like really obscure memes. And some of them I do know, and some of them I don't know. And I'm just kind of confused. Like I get it. You're trying to be funny, but like, I'm really not like, is anyone really on there just for the sense of humor? I don't think so. You know, like obviously you can put like a meme if you really want to, if it's really funny. I had one of the lesbian memes on mine. Uh, it was the girl doing the other girl's makeup. That's just like a well-known picture in the lesbian community and woman love the woman community. Um, I had that up there for a short amount of time, but like if you, it's just all weird stuff. I'm just going to be like, yeah, I don't think we're going to get along very well. Cause I, I don't mind a meme, but like, it's just not the vibe. It's just not the vibe. Now I think it's important to talk about the do's of Tinder though. Like I said earlier, I think it's important to have like a bunch of different pictures. I think it's always strong to start off with like a selfie or just a picture of you. I think it's fine to put pictures of friends up there, but I do think it's like your Tinder. In my head, when I was younger, when I was like 19 and stupid, I was like, I need to have my pictures of my friends, me and my friends on there to show people I'm social. Like you don't need to prove that you're social or you, or like, for instance, I would put like an outdoorsy pic to be like, Oh, look, I'd like to do things outside, which I do, but it's mainly, you're just, you know, you're selling yourself. You don't need to like, be like, look at me and this whole experience. Like you can just be like, Hey, I'm hot. 
especially too if it's something you're passionate about. Like, I'm about to, you know, expose the story of a straight Kate. I did, I did one time swipe on a guy that was like a tree surgeon and was really into rock climbing. And I thought that was really cool. And he had rock climbing in his profile. And I was like, I like that. That's cool. I think that's nice if you want to do some of that. But don't feel like you need to, like, broadcast, like, your whole life. You know? It's a dating profile. It doesn't have to... You don't have to reveal everything. Sometimes it's good to have some mystery. Speaking of that, I think it's good, too, to have something to latch onto for other people in your profile. For instance, I like to say that I'm a librarian and that I have good book recommendations, which I do, obviously. And I think that makes it easier for people to talk to me because they can just ask me for a book recommendation. And then we can start talking about books, and then we can talk about maybe their hobbies that they like, the reader. Um, so I think that's always good. I think putting where you go to school or maybe, like, your profession is a good go-to, too. Um, sometimes I'll just ask people where they go to school. I think that's always a good thing to talk about. Especially, too, you might go to the same school or know people from a different school. It's all about... Also, something I've kind of picked up on recently is it's important to respond, obviously, but not wait too long. Sometimes I'll do this thing where I'll get on Tinder and I'll be on Tinder for like a few days and then I'll just like not be on it for like two weeks and then I'll come back to it and I'll like respond and like no one's gonna respond back after two weeks, very rarely, especially women. With women, you really gotta like get it in right away and make sure you're being consistent. Um, you know, women, a lot of women don't tolerate shit like that. Uh, I, I try not to leave people on red for more than like two days and obviously you can do what you want, but if you do want to get a connection and you do want to get something going, you really need to be on it and responding promptly. You don't just spawn like within that hour. Honestly, I know some people just like to go on it for validation or for other reasons. I like to get on it because I like to, you know, get something going with someone, have a connection, meet someone cool, whatever. So those are just my do's and don'ts navigate tinder obviously other apps are different i really just don't like bumble i don't know what it is i know for obviously women loving women bumble's different but like do you really need to message a guy first if you're a girl on bumble do you guys do you have to do that because sometimes sometimes i they message first no can that not happen then oh it is because, I mean, hey, I mean, do what you got to do. If you want to get Tinder Gold, that's your business. Oh, I just got a Tinder notification, a 50% off too. It's true. I do get those. But, yeah, obviously it's not always ideal to meet people off a dating app. I have met people in person who I've been interested in. But, you know, now that I'm back on there, it's important to put out good info for other people and that's just what I like not everyone likes the same things I do but I think it's good to have some tips out there especially for women you know because I'm giving this for women loving women mainly <laughs> this might work for men I don't know who's to say but I'm just saying what I enjoy um so yeah guys that's kind of it which is so weird I don't uh, I don't want to go well I just want to say you know well oh I'll just ask myself this question. Kate, why are you happy to be here? Well, Kate, I'll tell ya. I'm happy to be here because this has just been, like I said earlier, one of the best experiences I've ever had. I've met so many cool people and I've really learned a lot about myself. I think I've done a lot of social justice work through this podcast too and I want to do some more in the future. 
I think I've allowed people to like share their voices and be heard and share their experiences because kind of going back to the thing I said earlier about being super sensitive and being self-absorbed, it's really easy to get stuck in your own head and get stuck in your own experiences and forget that other people live differently than you. So, you know, it's nice to have different people on here and just hear their thoughts and learn from them. But yeah, thank you guys for having me and listening. I hope you have a good rest of your day and I'll talk to you guys soon.